Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get to the slate today. Let's start with uh, the tale of two teams trending in different directions. We've got the Rangers squaring off with the Blue Jays. Texas plus 125, Toronto minus 150, total of nine. Uh, as I said, the Rangers were once reigning supreme in the AL West, but have mm-hmm. fallen off a cliff. They have had some injuries, so some of it is due to that. Josh Jung is out. Adolis Garcia is out, uh, but still a team that has not uh, had a great stretch. Meanwhile, the Blue Jays are a little bit hotter coming into this one uh, with a series win in their last one. And also, they've got Chris Bassett on the mound today, 14-7 and seven with a 3.69 ERA, opposing stunning Dane Dunning, who's 9-6 and six <laughs> with a 3.88 ERA. Total of nine here. Jenks, are you rolling with Chris Bassett at home here? Yes, I am. This is probably the bet I'm going to make today. And there are only a few trends that I've seen throughout the season of baseball that have held true from start to finish, honestly. And Chris Bassett at home is one of them. When he is in Toronto this season, 7-3, a 2.80 ERA. He just wins and wins and wins. And even when he doesn't win, he pitches so very well at home. Dane Dunning has not been stunning over his last four Mm -hmm. starts. Now, full credit. A lot of this is skewed by him getting just bombed by the Astros last time out, but he has given up 19 runs in his last 18 and a third innings. You mentioned that the Rangers aren't at full strength. I think there's value in the Blue Jays here. I'm taking Blue Jays money line minus 150. Yeah, Chris Bassett over his last 16 innings has given up a total of one run. Granted, Mm -hmm. against the Nats and the A's, but this Texas Rangers lineup is not at full strength, still missing some guys. So I'll go with the Toronto Blue Jays at home here uh, at minus 150. I do like that one as well. Next up, we've got the Yankees and the Red Sox, New York plus 110, Boston minus 135, total of nine and a half. Clark Schmidt gets the ball for the pinstripes. He's nine and eight with a 4.54 ERA, facing Cutter Crawford of the Sox, who's six and seven with a 4.36 ERA. I'll say this the vibes have not been great for the Yankees all season long, and yeah. now they've gotten worse because their hot shot prospect, Jason Dominguez, now out for the season with a torn UCL. He was hitting oh. 258 and had four home runs in a very short time in the big leagues, but still, this feels kind of like another gut punch to the Yankees. I'll be on the Red Sox here at a short price. I think I'll be on the Yankees. Why not? 
Yeah, I kind of like the over as well. Maybe you play it down to nine, you hit the over. But outside of Garrett Cole, maybe Clark Schmidt has, I think you can make the argument he's been the best pitcher for the Yankees, again, outside of Cole. But his ERA is (laughs) 5.2. What's that? A far second place. A far second, yes. I understand (laughs) that it's not like 1A and 1B. There's a massive (laughs) drop down. There's no question. His ERA is 5.29 when he pitches away from the Bronx. Cutter Crawford has been brutal when throwing in front of the home fans, and I mean brutal. Has not won a single game this season. 0-4, 6.51 ERA. Yankees are usually an under team. I, I, I like the over based on these pitchers struggling in their particular splits. It makes me nervous because that Yankees lineup is so weak. But I'll take the Yankees even money getting to a guy in Cutter Crawford who is winless in Fenway this season. Not going to play it. That'd be my lane. Oh, yeah, I don't love Cutter Crawford. I just trust the offense of the Red Sox way more it's than fair. I do the Yankees, especially now that Jason Dominguez is out. Uh, it feels like that is one part of their lineup that they really needed. Although it's a Yankees lineup that on any given night, they at least have the long ball, but it's not a repeatable offense. So I think that's also the sabotage factor if you're playing a total here. Uh, you don't really know which direction the Yankees offense is going to take you. I will say that Cutter Crawford, or excuse me, Clark Schmidt has had some good ones against the Red Sox last time around, five and two-thirds, only two earned runs. But still, I can't trust the Yankees. I'd rather be on the Red Sox here. Next up, let's go to the Rays and the Twins in the American League. We've got Tampa Bay minus 135, Minnesota plus 110, total of eight. Tyler Glass now starting for the Rays. He's eight and five with a 3.07 ERA, opposing Sonny Gray, who's tw- uh, seven and six with a 2.96 ERA. Jinx, I like our first five under, kind of banking up both of these pitchers, oh. doing well. Do you have a, a play you like? Is it on a total or on the side? It was definitely an under. What is the under in the first five? Do you have that? I have the full game under. I don't have the first five under, so I will need to look that up. I like that even better. But, man, you look at these two starting pitchers, and, yeah, Tyler Glass now, 4-3, and 3.35 ERA away from Tampa. He's given up four earned in his last 19 innings. Sonny Gray has been brilliant in Minnesota this mm-hmm. season. 4-3, and 2.80 ERA. Rays are more of an under team when playing away from Tampa. Neither of these teams, or at least neither of these lineups, have seen either pitcher this season. That's an advantage for the guys on the mound. Yeah, I think the under is the play. If it's true to form, I would assume it's a four. Because when I was looking at this game last night, they didn't have a first five total. But I would assume it's at four. And if you can get it at four, that is the play for me. The other factor here is that the Twins strike out a ton. Uh, Top five uh, strikeout rate in all of baseball over the last month. And for the course of the season, one of the most strikeout-prone teams in all of baseball. How do you think that's going to go against strikeout artists? Tyler Glass now. I think we see a lot of stri- mm. strikeouts in this one, a lot of stranded base runners. So I think the first five under is squarely the play uh, in this one between the Twins and the Rays. Uh, next up, another good pitching matchup, and it might be another first five under for me. I'm not sure if the, the juice is to my liking, though. Marlins Brewers, Jesus Lizardo facing Brandon Woodruff. We've got Miami plus 135, Milwaukee minus 160, Total of seven and a half. So I think the first five under will be three and a half. That makes me really nervous. Uh, Jenks, are you banking on another strong pitching matchup? Or uh, is there another way to play this? Oh, man. Well, I like this a lot better when 
Jesus Lazardo was not pitching because initially I believe it was Cabrera on the mound, Edward Edward Cabrera for the Marlins, and that would mm-hmm. have definitely been a Brewers money line play because Cabrera is winless on the road this season. But Jesus Lazardo has been pretty solid. Five and four, four point three four ERA. Marlins are a much much better hitting squad. Brandon Woodruff, I will say this. I mean, he's just on a different level here, right? So he's one of the mm-hmm. best pitchers in the game when he is on four and one, two point three zero ERA, as you mentioned. I just don't know if I want to lay a buck sixty with Milwaukee because sometimes they go cold at the plate. So maybe you take a look at another under here. Maybe that's the play here. This is a tough one. I I, I do like the Brewers. I just don't know if I want to lay a buck sixty with Lazardo on the mound. Yeah, sabotage factor is that Lazardo's not quite as good on the road. ERA a full point higher uh, on the road. He has a 4-3-4 ERA. I believe this game, yeah, this game's in Milwaukee. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe that's the sabotage factor for the under. And also, if you are taking the Marlins, because if Brandon Woodruff is dealing and uh, putting up some good numbers here, uh, Jesus Lazardo has not been quite as dominant dominant on the road so i think that one's a little too low for me i think i'm gonna stick with the the first five under in the rays and the twins and it looks like we have some time left jenks oh Uh, so there are a couple other games that i like can i run them past you by all means let me sit back and enjoy the ride chelsea what do you got Uh, okay (laughs) i feel like you can know where i'm going with this one just after you hear the two teams okay guardians giants the totals a which way do you think i'm going under oh yes oh Oh, yes these two teams have been cash cows to the under all season long especially the guardians the top under team in all of baseball and also the giants at home this season have been a wagon to the under if you look at their uh total numbers over under at home this year 28 42 and two also have alex cobb pitching today who was very close to throwing a no hitter this season of uh opposing I believe it's Gavin Williams. Maybe I'm getting his first name wrong there, but he has an ERA of 3.34. The Giants' offense has fallen off a cliff, so I think the total of eight is a little too high for me. It's either that or another first five under. Oh, this one's gone to seven and a half. So clearly, there's some there money coming in on the under. Shall I play it? Yes, you should play it at eight. Hit the under. Cash, no big deal. Just another Monday oh. for Chelsea playing baseball. Do it. The Michael Jenkins special. I the do old like special. doing that, though. It works, though. Michael Jenkins special. It works 80% of the time every time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I will say this. I know a lot of people would say, dude, why why just lay the juice? If you like the under, you like the under. But everyone has his or her own strategy. And I will say, for me, it's been a strategy that has been successful because there have been a lot of games where, look, at this at this point in the season, like it is in every sport, the numbers are just so sharp. They're right on. And I am more than happy to take a push because to me, if you can push, move on, survive in advance, man. If you mm-hmm. can get a push, take it and just wait to win the next day. I know it's frustrating, but I've ended up with a lot of pushes playing this up or down and then laying the juice either way based on what side I like, what side of the total. And it's worked out. So everyone has their own strategy. But at least for me, it's been something where it's got to save my bacon a few times because I'll take a push instead of an L. 
Oh, I absolutely agree. Uh, in baseball, where one run can be such yeah. a big difference, it's the same deal as when we're talking about totals and how we get nervous when the total is 10. Like, nine feels right. comfortable if you're playing an over, but 10 feels a little too high for my liking. Uh, the other one I'm going to run past you uh, since we have like a minute. Sure. The over in the Cardinals and the Orioles game. Uh, we see a total, I think, of nine. Yeah, it's nine. Okay. The Orioles have been red hot to the over nine and one to the over in their last 10. The Cardinals surprisingly have turned on the offense a little bit as well. Six, three and one to the over in their last 10. We know the Orioles are good for at least a few runs. This is one of the best offenses in all of baseball. I think the real question comes for the Cardinals. We've got Dean, Dean Kramer on the mound for the Orioles. He has a 407 ERA facing Dakota Hudson. Uh, Jenks, would you lean towards the over here at least? Absolutely. And here's the, the thing lane? about the, yes, I would, I would play because here's the thing about the Orioles. A yes, they put up a lot of runs, but B their starters are okay. They're just mm -hmm. okay. These guys often give up a lot of runs. It's just that they can outscore you any given night. So over is definitely the play like that as well. Yeah. Their pitchers don't have to be great because their offense is so mm -hmm. damn good. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.